Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on? Welcome to Talking Football with Ray. And believe it or not, my name is Ray. And I'm going to be the one talking football with you. Before we got to the show, you need to remember that we are talking about a kid's game that's played by grown men. So sit back, relax, don't take yourself too serious. And let's have a little bit of fun in five, four, three, two, one. Zero. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Talking Football with Ray. That means. I'm going to be the one talking football with you. hope everybody's doing well here on this Wednesday, November the 24th, Thanksgiving Eve for my American friends. Thanks. Everybody who tunes in live here on YouTube, anybody who's watching on the, or no, anybody who's listening, I should say. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thanks to everybody watching on Twitter. Thanks to everybody who's watching on Facebook. You guys are absolutely fantastic. I got a whole crap load of things that I need to talk to you guys about. Uh, all by myself, no guests tonight, so I can take as long as I want with uh, with my intros. And uh, hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all ready for the podcast. We're going to talk some NFL. We're going to talk a lot of NFL. Talk about some Patriots, maybe the Dallas Cowboys a little bit. I'm going to yell at Patriots fans. We're going to talk Aaron Rodgers showing his foot off, getting Rex Ryan all excited. Talk Ezekiel Elliott. Going to talk Kyle Duggar. Very Patriot heavy today. Very Patriot heavy. Maybe a little bit of Freddie Kitchens, that kind of stuff. But kick back, kick back. Have fun. Let's get this going. Before we start, you got to hear about my sponsors over at Symbol. Hey guys, let me just take a few seconds here and tell you about my sponsors over on Symbol. If you've thought about investing in the stock market, but you're worried about making an investment because maybe you don't know enough about investing, or perhaps you're just not ready to put your money into crypto, why not invest into something you know all about? And that's the sports market. Symbol brilliantly combines sports betting and investment into all in one place. On Symbol, you can invest in your favorite teams like the New England Patriots or take a long-term investment on teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Show your sports know-how by buying, trading, and selling shares in all of your favorite college, NFL, Major League Baseball, and NBA teams. You can also earn money for every win. You can invest in-season or out-of-season. It's up to you. Buy small, sell big. This is not some week-by-week gambling site where you can drop a wager on one game. This is your chance to be in it for the long haul. Be cautious, be aggressive, be a homer. It doesn't matter. Symbol is there for you to find the value and try to make you money. 
Symbol is offering an absolutely crazy promotion that I think they're insane for offering. However, click the link that I've left in the description and use the promo code DPN and Symbol will allow you to make a completely risk-free deposit up to $500. Use the promo code DPN and your deposit will be risk-free for 90 days, meaning if you lose money, don't like the market, don't like the website, whatever reason, you can withdraw your entire initial deposit no matter what. So go check out what I think is the coolest gambling and investing site in the world. I've left the link to the Symbol website in the description below. So I suggest you go check it out and show the world your sports know-how and how savvy of an investor you really are. Go check out Symbol by using the link that I've left in the description and make sure that you use that promo code and that promo code DPN and make a 90-day risk-free deposit for up to five hundred dollars all right let's get this going with some patreon questions and from the mailbag i got five or six of them today let's start with this one that comes from michael j who says who is the biggest threat to us in the afc is it the chiefs ravens colts titans or bills obviously he's a patriots fan i like the patriots it started as a patriots channel we get that he's asking who's the biggest threat you know i look at this afc and it is the most biggest cluster fuck in the entire nfl and i think everybody knows that right now right um people ask me this all the time like who's the best Who's the best team in the AFC? Who's the threat to the Patriots? Who's better than the Patriots? That kind of thing. And I think the simple answer is everybody. They're all the best and they're all the worst because they've all taken turns throughout this year, right? The Chiefs, they started this season, they were looked at as the favorites, right? They were the favorites coming out. Everybody thought it's who's going to meet the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Obviously, Nick Wright already thinks that they're going back there. However, they haven't looked that great. They beat Dallas on a two-game win streak. They look great against the Raiders. They looked okay against Dallas. Um... So for me, it's like, you know what, there's whatever. It is what it is. I want to see them play a couple games before I'll say they're back. So can you call them the top of the AFC? Probably not. Uh, the, the Buffalo Bills took their turn as being seen as the best team in the East. I thought heading into the season, they were the most complete team in the NFL. Uh, but then you kind of go backwards. And I talked about this before on my Patreon channel. I was like, hey, you go backwards. It's like, hey, they kind of struggled against the Steelers. They struggled against the Dolphins. Then they look good. They blew out the Chiefs. Fuck, then they lose to Jacksonville. And then they come out, they, they blow out the Jets, but everybody blows out the Jets, and then they look like absolute shit against the Colts. So it's like, nah, you can't really consider them the best in the AFC. The Ravens, they had their chance, right? Remember the first couple of weeks of the season, Lamar Jackson is like dragging this team, no running backs. <laughs> you know, uh, Marquise Brown is dropping footballs, and, and Lamar Jackson's like, fuck it, I'm going to do this on my own. And, and they're like, hey, man, this could be the best team in the AFC. And then they drop some games, and then he goes out, they beat the Bears. Are they back? Maybe. I will say that I think he is the most important player on any team in the NFL because without Lamar Jackson, that's the only thing that makes that team tick. Um, but no, you can't consider them the best, right? The Colts, maybe. You know, they're starting to come up. They could be a threat. They haven't won five in a row like the Patriots, but they're looking a little bit better. They blew out the fucking Bills, blew the brakes off them last week. Um, they had a game they lost to the Titans. You know, we'll see. Tennessee, man, they look really good at times. Then Derrick Henry goes out. Nah, fuck it. They're going to win anyways. They're really good. Then they lose to Houston. Let's not forget that they lost to the Jets as well. So where do they sit? Then you got the Patriots. They, you know, beginning of the year, one and three, moral victories. You know, Mac Jones needs to learn, blah, 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 blah. I, I was a part of that narrative. All of a sudden, boom. The Patriots, five in a row. They look like they could be the best. So I don't think that we're going to get any answer whatsoever about who the best team in the AFC is until like week 18. That's my prediction. Week 18, we'll know who the best team in the AFC is. And when week 18 is over and we see who the top, and then we probably still won't know at that time it's the top. It could be the Patriots. You can't argue it. They've looked fantastic. But you know what? It's... um. It is what it is. It's a volatile conference. I, I think teams that we, we thought could be in it, Pittsburgh, Las Vegas, Cleveland, Denver to an extent, um, they're no good. 
so uh, I see, you know, they stink in my mind. They're, they're not going to be competing for the AFC. So they're out. Uh, and because of that, I'm kind of just sitting here going like shit, like, you know, we had all these pre, you know, we had all these preseason predictions and we don't have a fucking clue. Uh, you could throw out a name. You might be right. You could flex it. I could throw out a name and be like, oh, the Patriots are the best. If they end up the best, I'll flex it like crazy. Uh, and if they lose out, then I'll be like, oh, fuck, and I'll have to eat my L. And it, we don't know. It, it's, it's one of those things we're going to have to see how it rolls around. Um, so yeah, so that came from us. So Michael, thank you so much for your, uh, for your comments there. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, let's look at our next comment comes from my boy, Tommy says Adrian Peterson was fired slash cut by the Titans. Uh, who should we watch out for as the main weapon on the Titans? So you want to assume it's AJ Brown, right? He's probably their best receiver. Ryan Tannehill can still throw the football a little bit. Uh, I don't think Adrian Peterson was going to be their best player. Anyhow, he had a bad fumble last week. Hasn't really got it going. That's why he's gone. Um, I'm not expecting Golden Tate to come out and just light things up. I mean, Golden Tate is not the Golden Tate from three years ago, and he just joined the team, so we'll have to see. Again, AJ Brown's probably their best weapon. Yeah, fuck, I know we could have, you know, we could have had AJ instead of Nikhil. I've heard it 150 times. Um, I, I think the biggest weapon against for the Titans is their defense. Their defense is no joke. They're a legitimate fucking defense. It's going to be all over Mac Jones. He's going to have to get rid of that ball quickly. Uh, they're good at stopping the run, so I think it's going to be very, very important for. Uh, the running backs to get going, especially Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris. You know, Brandon Bolden can have his magical season and continue that. Uh, Mike Vrabel's, you know, always really good against Bill Belichick. However, the Patriots are coming off 10, they're coming off that mini buy after the Thursday night game. Bill Belichick, 10 days to think about it. Yeah, Thanksgiving in between, but you know, he's probably going to be watching film as they're eating fucking turkey, right? So um, the defense is probably the biggest thing, man. Thank you, Thomas. Appreciate it. Um, Thomas asks me again, would this team be even sweeter with Sweet Feet, obviously James White, on the roster? I uh, can't say it, man. Uh, Brandon Bolden's done really well. You never know how it's going to look. I'm um, probably, I mean, James White, you know, you, you know, is a better player than Brandon Bolden. It's not a knock on Brandon Bolden. Just James White is, uh, however, things are working the way they're working right now with this personnel. So I don't like to look backwards or forward and say like, Oh, if we had this guy or that guy, if things were going bad, then hell yeah, I'd be sitting there going like, we need James White. You can see that you're missing pieces at this point though. If we watch the Patriots offense, can we really sit there and say like, yeah, they're missing pieces. I don't think they are. I think that they're looking good. I think Brandon Bolden has stepped in beautifully. It could have been better. So yeah, he probably would have made things better. However, I don't see it as a big deal. Um, mainly because, um, because the offense is rolling. Thomas says, uh, now that you're on Dean Blondell's network, does this mean you're not on YouTube anymore? No, it doesn't. Uh, one of the deals that I made, and this is what I love about going on Dean Blondell, he and I uh, talked about it, and uh, or not he and I, but he, me and his people, and they said, no, man, keep everything you're doing. Keep Newsbreak, YouTube, your podcast, everything stays the same, man. We're just going to be a distributor and that kind of thing. So I'm writing for them, obviously. I'm still writing on my own blog, uh, which the link's in the description. I'll be writing on their their website for their blog. Uh, it'll just be a place that you can find the website. They're helping me distribute. It's going to help grow my, my audience in Canada. No, nothing's changing. I made that mistake with Sportscaster. I said I would never make that mistake again. Um, all my Patreon stuff is staying on Patreon. All my YouTube stuff is staying on YouTube. The podcast is the podcast. Newsbreak stuff is Newsbreak stuff. Um, they're just another outlet that's going to distribute my things, another place for me to write, uh, another place for me to build an audience. Of course, again, the Canadian audience that I don't really have. Um, and being from Canada, it's kind of important <laughs> in that I build a Canadian audience as a content creator because that'll open up actual job opportunities here. But no, uh, I'm just on the Dean Blundell network, deanblundell.com. And uh, you can find my writings there. I haven't started writing for them just yet. I'll let everybody know when I start writing there. And uh, But you can find the podcast there. I have it up on my on my Twitter page. But no, everything will stay the same. Thanks, Thomas. Alex says, where do you put the Patriots in the power rankings after last week? I was just talking about this on my Newsbreak uh, video. Uh, sorry, no, I was talking about this on the Patreon and the uh, NBC Sunday Night Football. 
has the Patriots ranked number two. And at first I kind of rolled my eyes. I'm like, there's no way the Patriots are the second best team in the NFL. But then I started thinking about it. I thought, you know what? Let's be serious here for a second. Name five teams that have been more consistent than the Patriots the last five weeks. Name any team. I mean, I'm okay with Arizona being number one, mainly because, you know, they haven't had Kyler Murray. We know what they're like with Kyle Murray and DeAndre Hopkins in the lineup. So if those two can get back, like they're probably the best team in football. They've been playing like the best team in football. They've even won a game against San Francisco without Kyler Murray because they're that good of a team. They got a, they got a serious defense, that kind of thing. I don't think anybody else has played more consistent. Uh, was it the Packers? No. Tampa? No. Buffalo? No. The Chiefs? No. Like who's been, maybe the Colts. The Colts are the only team that, that are kind of rivaling them, but even they had a, had an off game and, and they give up a lot of points and that kind of thing. No, I think you got to look at the Patriots and um, I'm okay with them at number two right now. Again, maybe that's me being a homer because I'm a Patriots fan. I admit that. Maybe I'm just getting swept into the magic of what New England is this season. Uh, but when I break it all down and I look at everything, I'm okay with it sitting at number two. So uh, I probably, if I made my own rankings, wouldn't have put them at number two. But after I saw it and I thought about it and you know, I kind of rationalized the thought process behind it. I'm okay with them at number two. So I'm going to keep them as the number two best team in the NFL, possibly fighting up for number one, especially the next four weeks. If they can win three of their next four games, if they can split with the bills, because it's a divisional game, it's divisional, but if they can split with the bills, beat Tennessee and beat Indianapolis, how can you not look at them as, but being the best team in the NFL? My last question on Patreon, it comes from my boy, Mike N who says, can we talk about how Bill's drafting? <clears throat> can we talk about how Bill's drafting, if you look at it, hasn't been as bad as advertised? 2019, we're not great, but bad other than that, we've come away with productive players from every other draft class. Yeah, Bill Belichick's uh, drafting gets – he can't draft wide receivers. He's been bad with drafting wide receivers. Uh, that's it. Like, where else has he failed? Right? Okay, he took Sony Michelle over Nick Chubb. Who cares? We have Damian Harris and Ramon – or we had the Ramondre Stevenson and, and – Damian Harris, like who gives a shit at this point, right? Fucking Sony Michelle helped the Patriots win a Super Bowl. Who gives a shit? Uh, it, it, listen, I, there was a tweet that came out today. I'm gonna find it because it, it goes into this, and and I saw it, and I as soon as I saw it, I went Jesus. Um, it came up from Mark Daniels, right? And it's uh, Mark Daniels tweets out Bill Belichick and AJ Brown quote: "He's an outstanding player, really hard to tackle. There's not a lot like him." What? And I knew what the responses were gonna be. I knew what the responses were gonna be before I even read it, right? That's why we took Nikhil over him. Um, you know, wish we had drafted him. Translation, we're going to try to limit him to two yards. God damn it, Bill. So why did you pass on him? You can't pass on this. Uh, but not enough to draft him over Harry. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, because Nikhil is outstanding. Uh, why didn't we take him again? You know, why? Okay, why didn't you draft him? So you should have drafted him over and over and over again. Okay, that, that's the response. I knew what they are going to be. Bill Belichick has brought us Mac Jones, Christian Barmore, Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris, J.C. Jackson, okay? Every other free agent that fans are jerking off to on a daily basis, right? Matthew Judon, all those kind of guys, right? Yet the replies are that we could have had him, we could have had him, we could have had him. It's, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, my God. We sit there banging. We sit there jerking off about all these players that Belichick has brought in. Oh, this guy's the best. This guy's the best. That guy's the best. Oh, look at him. Oh, he's a beast. Look at Barmore. Look at this guy. Oh, Belichick can't draft. That's just the way it is, man. I I've come to the realization that that's just, that that's the life of patrons. Never happy, never satisfied, whatever. Thank you to all of the Patreon people who 
left comments tonight. Always appreciate you guys. And if you want to leave comments or get exclusive contents, you can join my Patreon and you can hear about it right now. When you join the Ray Rail Patreon page, you'll get four exclusive videos fueled by subjects that you give me every week. That's right. When you join and become a member of the Patreon page, you'll get five exclusive videos. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the live version of the podcast. But that's not all. Every second Friday, I host a Patreon hangout for all of the Patreon members. You have the opportunity to hang out on the screen with me and other Patreon members, chat about football, life, basically just friends chopping it up. We have visitors like Lawrence from Colts Lock, Connor, hashtag that come over and hang out on the Patreon. I also don't believe in making huge money off of people or having different tiers or excluding people. I have one tier. It's $5. That's it. Everybody pays the same thing and everybody gets all of the content and all of the perks, including the link to our discord page. That's exclusive to the Patreon group where we are actively chatting about football. So don't wait any longer. Sign up for my Patreon page by clicking the link I've left in the description or go to www.patreon.com. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Come join our little community of football fans over on Patreon. All right. So the Miami Dolphins, they claimed Adrian Phillips, Philip Lindsay today. Uh, Makes a lot of sense to me. That was one of the teams that came out yesterday. I covered it on news break. Some people thought maybe Baltimore, but Miami was one of those teams. Unfortunately for Miami, it's not going to uh, help their bullshit offensive line. I talked about it yesterday. Nobody has let up more pressure than the Miami Dolphins, so they got a running back. Um, but again, there's no real kind of offensive linemen who are available midseason, so it's not like you can you know blame them for going out. They needed a running back. Uh, it's not going to help a lot. Maybe he can block a little bit. I'm going to be honest with you. I've said this for a long time. I, I've been a little bit of a Tua Tango Viola defender this year. I think he's taking too much heat uh, because of the pressure that he's been under, he, and he got injured again. That's his only problem is we never know about him. But uh, yeah, I think that uh, <clears throat> I think that it, it's a good fit for Miami. Unfortunately, like uh, except for the delusional fans, I think they got a chance of making the playoffs and making a run. Uh, and you guys are all fucking out of your minds. Uh, it's not going to help them too much. Uh, Mac Jones talked today, and he said this. He said it's a new season after Thanksgiving. It's a fresh start. The goal is to go one and zero each week. Uh, be where your feet are. Practice hard and practice well. Next week he's going to say on to Tennessee. I mean, if Belichick could have went out and found his clone, there's people that compare him to Brady by the way he gives answers, but I don't even think he's like Brady. I think that like he gives the Belichick answers. And even like talking today, like, do you like mac and cheese? He's like, yeah, you know, is it food? It's Bill Belichick found a guy more like him. And and I just, I just love the kid more and more every single day. And I just, how could you not, but just be, if you're a Patriots fan, be absolutely thrilled with Mac Jones, the way he plays, the way he conducts himself, the way he holds himself. And you know what Mac Jones doesn't do? He doesn't hold his friggin' feet up to a camera uh, during a press conference. Cause I don't know if you guys saw this. It's so gross that I'm going to have to share it with people on YouTube because I want you to see it. I want you to deal with my pain because you have to see the fucking thing. What I have to see right now. Look at this. Like, look at this shot right here of Aaron Rodgers. Like it's, it's gross. It's, it's fucking disgusting. And I don't know why he had to show it. He's playing with a broken toe. He it, It's Rex Ryan's fucking fetish. Uh, maybe they're trying to convince Ryan to join Green Bay. Maybe that was the whole point. I don't know. 
Uh, but yeah, he has a fractured toe and it, it, it's not this COVID toe. And I saw a tweet today that I thought was absolutely hilarious where someone was like, I never thought in my life I would have to mute the words Mac and cheese and Rogers toe. And there's been way too much talk about Aaron Rodgers foot. Uh, listen, you're a quarterback. Your toe is broken. That's bad. If you're a quarterback, it's hard to plant your foot. It's hard to do your full rotation. I've never played the position. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe quarterbacks can come out and say, Hey, I could play with two broken ankles. Uh, it just seems like a difficult thing for me. However, I don't remember any quarterback ever talking about an injury as much as Aaron Rodgers has talked about an injury. And I've never seen a fan base make more excuses than they're making for Aaron Rodgers right now. And he still looked like decent last week against the, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, but they're in tough this week, man, against LA. LA is so due for a bounce back game. And if Aaron Rodgers doesn't have his mobility around or he's, you know, he's in a lot of pain. I think guys like Aaron Donald, are just going to make a, make a nightmare for him. Um, it, this could be, this probably will be, I'm going to put my prediction right now. The, the, it's going to be a second straight loss for green Bay having to play, uh, having to play the, the, I almost said the lions having to play the Rams this week. And they were, you know, they were saying one of the players came out today and said, you know, Matthew Stafford was always good. He just played for Detroit. And, um, there was a lot of people who doubted Matthew Stafford. And what you got to say is, man, the fucking guy has proven that he's a pretty good fucking quarterback, uh, since going to LA and uh, yeah, he's had some rough stretches. Everybody's had some rough stretches in the NFL, but, uh, he's been absolutely phenomenal. He's been absolutely great. And, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, and I, but I do think that the, that the Rams are going to walk away with the victory. So. You know, it is what it is. It was safety and Adrian Amos. That's who said it. Stafford's always been good. He just played for the Lions. And, uh, you know, I wanted you guys to know, tell me in the uh, tell me in the comments, is, is Matthew Stafford a top 10 quarterback? Uh, I I've, I got to go through the list again, but I've had him as a top 10 quarterback. And uh, I think that it, it's well-deserving. Uh, Patriot fans, did you know that Richard Seymour and Vince Wilfork have been named as Pro Football Hall of Fame semifinalists? Uh, this probably, this comes from my boy, Matt Cowher says, this is probably the year for Seymour. Uh, I hope they both make it in the same year. Yeah. I don't think that Vince Wilfork's gonna go on this year, even though fuck he, to me, he's, he's definitely a hall of famer. Uh, but it's about time that Richard Seymour get put in the hall of fame. The guy's been absolutely dominating. I'm going to pull up his stats here as I'm talking. He was an absolutely dominating force. We know how important he was to the Patriots Super Bowl runs. And it's ridiculous that he's been passed up. I'm pulling it up right now. Let's look, let's look at Richard Seymour's stats. These are of course, they give me his season stats. I want his career stats. I don't understand why Pro Football Reference can't just give me. Don't give me year by year. Just give me. I need his totals. Give me his totals. There we go. All right. Here's his, here's his totals. Eight years in New England. Four years in Oakland. Played 164 games. Started 157 of those. Hit two interceptions, which is absolutely phenomenal. As a defensive end, got six yards off of those. All right, but let's look at what's matter. What's his sack total? 57 and a half sacks in eight years. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Hit the quarterback 79 times, okay? Total tackles for loss, 91. A combined 498 hits in his career. Remembering that he played four years in fucking Oakland in 2009, 10, 11, and 12, which... I'm not looking at Oakland 2009, 10, 11, and 12 thinking they're good, and that's kind of the tail end of his career. The dude drafted in 2001 has been a part of fucking the first three Super Bowls, was a key part of the first three Super Bowls, and he's got to be an offense. He's got to be a Hall of Famer. Vince Wilfork, on the other hand, he's got a ways to go, probably got to wait a few years. There's probably arguments of why he should have to wait if other guys are waiting, but yeah, both of them are semifinalists, and I don't think that's me being biased. I think that that's totally me just jumping in saying, let's go. Uh, 
Dallas Cowboys got to play tomorrow coming off a bad loss. Good news for them. Ezekiel Elliott was left off the injury report, which means he should be good tomorrow, go tomorrow. Unfortunately, CeeDee Lamb is questionable, and he's out with a concussion, which means he's probably out. And that means that Dallas is probably going to have to play without Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. We saw how well that went last week. And I still think back to the interception, and I just think, like, everything you shouldn't have done, you did. And because you did it, you fucking fucked everything up, Dak. You fucked it all up, man. Right? You threw into a window you shouldn't have thrown to. That's why the ball got picked off. And in the process, CeeDee Lamb smacks his head off the ground and goes out and leaves the game with a concussion with a quick turnaround for Thursday. You knew CeeDee Lamb wasn't going to be back. Um so it's it's absolutely it's it's too bad. It really is too bad. Um I always say, especially on Thursday, especially on Thanksgiving, you want to see the best versus the best, right? Um, you want to see the best teams play, you want to see them go. They gotta play the Raiders. That's gonna be a fucking tough game. They're still seven and a half point favorites, but the Raiders could come back. Uh, and you're going to have to do without your two top wide receivers. It's going to be a big day for Ezekiel and Michael Gallup if they do things proper, properly. Um, the 12:30 game tomorrow is the Bears at the Lions. Please don't give up family time to watch Andy Dalton versus Jared Goff. Please just uh, spend that time with your family and give up your, your time later in the night to watch the better games. And I think that we're all going to be, all Patriot fans are going to be honorable uh, Buffalo Bills fans as they got to play the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. Uh, listen, that game should be Buffalo's. I haven't saw the injury reports for New Orleans yet. So I'm going to look it up right now. Saints injury report because I want to know what's going on with Alvin Kamara because that's going to be a big piece. Alvin Kamara out for Saints game. Fantastic. <laughs> if Alvin, If the Saints could figure it out, if Sean Payton can pull off just an absolute Sean Payton miracle. That defense can just kind of ride all over Josh Allen and Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill has a game of a lifetime. It would go a long way for Patriot fans to see the Buffalo Bills lose. And it would just, again, completely change the landscape of the AFC. If you thought Stephen A. Smith went off on the Buffalo Bills last week, he would go off crazy this week. I mean, you still got to assume Buffalo is going to win. I mean, let's not be stupid about things. But man... Man, man, man. Um, yeah. So I got a question here that comes from PL that says, Ray, as a Canadian, uh, married to America, does anyone bust your balls about how you pronounce your outs and abouts? Uh, don't you guys say about? Because I don't say about. People always think Canadians say oots. But yeah, I do get from Americans. They do, uh, they do bust my balls. Uh, they bust my balls a lot about it. It's funny because do you ever notice like people that like when they make can make fun of Canadians, like in movies and stuff, they give us accents that aren't actually fucking Canadian accents. Maybe like I don't know somewhere in Newfoundland or something like that. But like every time I hear a Canadian accent on American television, and they're like, it always reminds me of Fargo, which was in what like Dakota or something like that or Maine, something of that nature. Like. It's not even, it's not even a Canadian accent, but yeah, no, I, I get, dude, I, I have friends who are all Americans and they, they bust my chops all the time about, uh, just Canadian ways of saying things. Uh, I do know that I say a, a lot, which is like, so typically Canadian and it's, it's, I don't know. It just is what it is. Um, I saw this tweet today that really tickled my fancy. It said, guys like Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith are at least funny and entertaining despite their bias. But Nick Wright brings nothing to the table. He's just an annoying-ass Chiefs homer who constantly embarrasses himself. 
Uh, Josh, I couldn't agree with you any more than I do. Kudos to you. Keep fucking tweeting like that because that's one of the smart things. Nick Wright is the biggest waste of space in the fucking world. And I'm going to tell you right now that I block him and I block his show because I don't want to see his shit because people tag me in it all the time, especially when he talks about the Chiefs or the Patriots, which seems to be almost every day. Uh, he's not funny. His shtick is stupid. He's not fucking smart. There's nothing about Nick Wright that's entertaining. I don't even know. There's I don't even know Chiefs fans that roll their eyes at his bullshit. At least Skip Bayless is fucking blatantly obvious that he's playing a character. Stephen A. Smith is blatantly obvious he's playing a character. Even Max Kellerman, Rob Parker is blatantly obvious that he's playing a that he's playing a character. The thing is, uh, maybe maybe I put Rob Parker and Nick Wright together. Um, but he just says this, like, he just says shit. He just says shit from like a fan's perspective, which I do that, but I am a fan. I don't pretend to be a journalist. I have no fucking idea why people pay me to talk about football. I mean, I've tweeted out today. I'm now on the Blundell network. I'm going to talk shit and pretend I'm going to pretend I know football because that's really how I feel. Um, I do this for entertainment. I hope that I am entertaining the masses. Nick, Nick Wright thinks he's fucking educating people. And that's one, that's one of the problems. Um, you know what? I, I'm going to keep politics out of this. Cause I really don't give a shit. I'm Canadian. You guys are American or this is American politics. However, I saw this tweet from Ted Cruz the other day and I kind of just been waiting to share this. I just didn't know when to bring it up. Uh, if I can tell you something though, I, I hope to one day, again, this is all politics aside. I don't want to see any politics conversations in the chat for the lives, but I hope one day to be famous enough that I can beef with big bird. Like that is, that is, that is one of my goals in life. When I can fucking beef with a puppet or a Muppet, whatever they call it, that to me is just the absolute most spectacular thing in the fucking world. I mean, there is no funnier beef. Then Big Bird and, and Ted Cruz. Again, and leave fucking politics out of it. No matter where you stand, left, right, center, middle, whatever, a grown fucking ass man beefing with a fucking Muppet is the funniest beef in the world. It's the funniest beef in the world. And I hope to be that famous one day. Uh, my last point here comes from Alex Barth, who says that Kyle Duggar says that he's been in touch with Rodney Harrison and he plans on working with him in the future. I love Kyle Duggar so much. If you're a Patriots fan, you should love Kyle Duggar as well. My God, that kid is fucking spectacular. He really is. He's just absolutely spectacular. He looks like prime Patrick Chung. He's working his way up to prime Rodney Harrison. and. I'm just, I'm so happy that Bill Belichick drafted him. Hey, you see what I did there? Bill Belichick, the guy who can't draft, he drafted Kyle Duggar because, well, he can. And guys, that's all I got for you today. I'm done. I'm finished. I'm through. I'm over you. I got to go. I got to get out of here. I got to go do shit. I got to go finish recording news break stuff. I got to upload the Patreon video. Uh, I got to do a whole bunch of things. So what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to say goodbye and then I'm going to cut to some ads and then I'm going to turn off the live and then I'm going to upload this to a podcast. But if you're listening on the podcast, it's going to, if you're listening on Spotify, it's just going to put on some of my random podcasts from five years ago. Um, Cause I listen to feedback in the morning of the podcast. And every time it finishes when I'm driving to work, it like jumps to some podcast and me and Connor talking like February, which is fun because I get to hear how stupid our takes were in February. 
Um, and all I got to say is, remember, you're all legit, kid. Over 1 billion users have downloaded the free Newsbreak app, getting access to all of their local news and content provided by Newsbreak. However, not only is Newsbreak a sponsor of my channel, they're also my bosses. I have been marked as a top contributor for Newsbreak, covering the entire NFL. So what are you waiting for? Download the Newsbreak app from the link that I've left in the description, and it directly supports my channel. If you want transparency, I'll give you transparency. Every time somebody downloads the Newsbreak app from the link, it directly puts money in my pocket so download the app get unlimited free access to all of your local news and all of my nfl content for free while also supporting the channel it's a win-win for everybody so please take 30 seconds and download the Newsbreak app from the link that i've left in the description you join the Ray Rail Patreon page, you'll get four exclusive videos fueled by subjects that you give me every week. That's right. When you join and become a member of the Patreon page, you'll get five exclusive videos, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the live version of the podcast. But that's not all. Every second Friday, I host a Patreon hangout for all of the Patreon members. You have the opportunity to hang out on the screen with me and other Patreon members, chat about football, life, basically just friends chopping it up. We have visitors like Lawrence from Coltslaw, Connor, Hashtag, that come over and hang out on the Patreon. I also don't believe in making huge money off of people or having different tiers or excluding people. I have one tier. It's $5. That's it. Everybody pays the same thing, and everybody gets all of the content and all of the perks, including the link to our Discord page that's exclusive to the Patreon group where we are actively chatting about football. So don't wait any longer. Sign up for my Patreon page by clicking the link I've left in the description or go to www.patreon.com. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Come join our little community of football fans over on Patreon. Everybody's working for the weekend. Do-do-do-do. Guys, don't forget, you can follow me everywhere. Get my content, deanblundell.com, Twitter, dpn underscore Ray, facebook.com slash dpn sports, rayroutblogs.blogspots.com, Anchor, Newsbreak. Find me on all those different places. Get the podcast. Find me everywhere. Until then. Bye. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. 
begins Friday, September 23rd.